We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for August 26, 2019. I'm going to play just a couple updates here on the whole gun control thing because this is something that uh, we are going to be facing very soon in the coming week and the week after that. Congress coming back in session and the agenda that they're going to try to shove down our throats. And I, I do really believe that the plan has been portray Trump as the savior of humanity and he would never take away our guns while they're actually doing that very thing by incrementalism with all of these backdoor legislations that they're going to be um, implementing here. And so we're just going to get into this. This is called House Pushing Red Flag Bills Through Committee Next Week. This just broke uh, today. Hey everybody, welcome back to Guns and Gadgets, your source for Second Amendment news. Got a big uh, update for everybody. Uh, the Democrats have called everybody back uh, for a special session in the House of Representatives. And it's not good if you are pro-2A. What do I mean? Stick by, check it out, you're going to want to hear this one. Pro-2A means pro-Second Amendment. Alright, so before I get into the meat and potatoes of this, I want everybody to know this is where you're going to get the news as fast as it happens on the Second Amendment. So do yourself a favor and subscribe now. Hit that bell icon so you can stay up to date with all the new content I put out. Because sometimes they announce meetings like this and I put things out right away. And if you're not in the know, you're left out in the cold. This is Guns and Gadgets, if you want to find them on YouTube. Granted, I give you a link of my PDF, but uh, he has some really, really up-to-date, like, if you want to know what's going on as quick as possible, he's about as good a resource as I've seen lately. So subscribe to the channel and pass this along to your friends because you know this is going to be uh, suppressed immediately. Uh, but uh, the House Judiciary committee has called on its members to have two uh, meetings here when they're supposed to be in vacation. The first is going to be next Wednesday, September 4th, 2019 at 10 a.m. And uh, that meeting, <laughs> ah, stick with me, follow through, okay? It's going to have a couple different bills in which they're going to push through, okay? Remember, it's a Democrat-controlled house. The uh, committee is made up of a lot of Democrats. It's chaired by this guy. Uh, Jerry Nadler, who is the Democrat out of New York. So in other words, these are like done deals regarding the House. But then I believe then they've got to go through Senate and then President. So, um, but we, he's, I think what he's trying to say here is that we know that these are going to pass the House. And uh, that's why we need to be vigilant about them going further. And uh, this is a meeting on extreme risk protection orders, the red flags. Uh, H.R. 1186, they're going to try to push this through as well towards a vote, and that's called the uh, Keep Americans Safe Act. I'll have a link to the video above and below in the description. Uh, I did that one a while ago. That was in February. And that is going to mm -hmm. seek to ban all magazines that hold more than 10 rounds across the board. The next one is H.R. 1236. Now, again, if any of these pass, let's say the president ended up signing off on any of these, do you realize what that means? That means we're, we're in civil war. Because the vast majority of people are not going to turn in their magazines over 10 rounds. And so what are you going to do? Well, confiscation is the only other door-to-door -door SWAT teaming. And I've always said that's where the rubber is going to finally meet the road. When they finally pass a piece of legislation where you better turn these in, you know. And this is why it's so important for them to have gun registry. Because, you know, if you're 
if they know where all the guns are registered, they also know what types of magazines fit those particular, I mean, if it's a rifle, obviously, for um, this. But then again, then you have, you know, you can have high capacity magazines for Glocks and for other, I believe, other handguns as well. But I think they're more concerned about any um, rifle that has a magazine of over 10 rounds. How are you going to enforce that? How are you truly going to enforce that? Because from what I've seen, there's been very low compliance regarding people turning things in, like bump stocks and things of this nature. So the only way I see that happening is door-to-door -door confiscation. And again, this is all going in, going down under Trump's watch, and that's why they brought him in so that the Patriot movement would have their guard down because they think he's some kind of savior. Oh, He, he just called himself the chosen one the other day. He's the chosen one. And um, I'm probably going to, I didn't really, uh, uh, I'll probably be playing a video on that in the near future, maybe the next teaching that we do. I'm trying to cover a rapid fire, a lot of subjects now in my teachings. I've kind of went to a little different format, whereas before I was covering like one subject and, 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 and going in depth on that one, I don't really have the time now. I'm, I'm doing trying to do more rapid fire current events so that we are keeping abreast of all the wicked evil stuff they're trying to implement against humanity. That's the Extreme Risk Protection Order Act of 2019, uh, which they're saying is going to, has been amended to have included provisions of HR 3076, which was entitled the Federal Extreme Risk Protection Order Act. What they are is two different acts. Now it's one. The first, or the first one, established the grant program that uh, would basically bribe states to have ERPOs, red flags, extreme risk protection orders, and 25% of that money would go towards setting up the programs in those states, and um, basically just a bribery method to get local municipalities, uh, tribal governments. Uh, to to accept it as well as states and obviously have it on a federal level so that was just basically setting up the, the grant program and it gave guidance that if you were to get to put in for these grants you had to have a red flag that included blah 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 blah. okay didn't really establish the red flag but that's what 3076 did it establishes a federal red flag uh, from soup to nuts including ex parte hearings what does that mean it's a secret meeting. You aren't included in that hearing that decides your civil right, your constitutional right. Uh, it's a secret meeting, focuses on one party only. That's what ex parte is. Uh, it's just focusing on the, uh, the concerns of one party, not both. And uh, if you remember the Bill of Rights, you have the right to confront your accused, due process and stuff like that. Well, this just destroys that. And... Uh, Blah, 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 sets up the rest of the uh, the red flag, which we've talked about ad nauseum, uh, but this bill sets it up. So this new amended version is going to set up the bribery program and set up the actual red flag and push it across federally. Uh, also, they're going to have uh, H.R. 2708, which is the Disarm Hate Act. And what the Disarm Hate Act is going to do is to uh, make anybody who has been convicted of a hate crime a prohibited person for obtaining a firearm ever again in their life. Um, so that is September 4th, next Wednesday at 10 o'clock. If you go to the uh, House Committee, well, the House Judiciary Committee's website, uh, they stream these the markups live. I will have a link in the description if you would like to watch that. It is similar to watching paint dry, uh, but 
it is also key to stay on top of what's going on if you know you got to pay attention to these things um, so what I would recommend I'll have a, another link you can see all the members of this committee I would contact each one of them and let them know how you feel about them trying to take away your civil rights that's what I'm gonna do also the next meeting they scheduled uh, is gonna be September 25th of 2019 same deal 10 o'clock and this one is going to be dealing with a federal assault weapon ban quote-unquote assault weapon ban. There's no such thing. Uh, but they are hell-bent on having these two meetings. They have called their members back early from their break. And they're working on this stuff while we're really not sure what's going on out of the White House, right? He's supposed to be saying something uh, related to this shortly. Yeah, I mean, again, they're coming back from, you know, their whatever vacation session early. They're wanting to get this show on the road. They're wanting to get this whole gun confiscation thing on the road. And again, if we are on the cusp of something like World War III, it would be the perfect cover for them to, to railroad a whole bunch of pieces of legislation like this into place while we're all distracted, wondering, you know, what's going on with World War III and, and Trump's, you know, fighting for our rights. And everybody has most, the vast majority of the patriot community then have their guard down while they're railroading this stuff through. And they would want something like this in place prior to World War III. Uh, because obviously World War III would be a way, would be one of the goals of World War III would be to, to disarm the planet, not just America, but ultimately the planet. So I could understand why there's this sense of urgency on their part. Uh, Congress is supposed to come back on the 8th of September, which is Monday, but this first meeting is going to be Wednesday. Oh, actually, the 9th is when they come back. But still, they're, they're doing this before Congress comes back as a whole. So that there's a lot to be said. They're trying to force this stuff through. Pay attention. Uh, again, I'll have the links in the description for the videos I did related to um, to the magazine ban, which uh, is what the Keep American Safe Act sounds so corny you can't even remember it, uh, as well as some of these other uh, bills that have uh, that I've done videos on. So if you haven't heard them, you don't know what I'm talking about specifically. Watch those videos. It'll be a great summary for you. I'll have the links in the description for. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee members. Okay, and I, I put I put all the links in the PDF, and I also give you the link to the video. You can go there directly from the link as well. So he's got another video he just came out with, and I'm gonna go ahead and play that one as well. And this was a this one is entitled came out today as well. FBI creating a social media red flag tool. Now the the main headlines today on Drudge were Silicon Valley building Chinese style social credit system. Now, I've done reports, at least two different reports in the last few months on all of the, the police state that exists in, in uh, China and the whole social credit scoring and, and how it's just total George Orwellian 1984 over there. You know, they know what you're buying. They, if, if you do anything to get out of the line, they shame you. You know, they, they put your picture up on everywhere you go. Anything you're doing that's out of line there. And, and the people are just totally compliant from what I could see. They're even in agreement with it, the ones that are even being punished. Um, it's hellish. Total Brave New World George Orwellian type of system in China. They're trying to bring this, and they're actively trying to bring this to America. The Silicon Valley building these Chinese-style social credit scores. Uh, scores affect insurance where we can eat travel and even more so i'm not going to get into that today but i do give you the links or you can go up to drudge report right now and you should be able to find them and then another uh 
another headline read, Hong Kong protests against Chinese facial recognition and social credit scores. See, that's a big reason they're having the protests in Hong Kong. Uh, I believe what's happening over there is they've got the peaceful protesters, a lot of them are Christians, and they're trying to go against this draconian Chinese facial recognition, which is they've got that everywhere. You can't do anything in China. You, 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 if you jaywalk, they're, they're going to put you up on a billboard, billboard and shame you, you know. And so they've got Chinese facial recognition everywhere. Social credit scores are just tied to everything over there. If you're a good little Nazi and you stay in line, then you have a better social credit score and you can get on, you can get on the better um, trains and, and you can have a little bit better ticket prices and things of this nature over there. But if you do anything Big Brother doesn't approve of, then you know you have to pay way more or you can't or you have to take like the lowest class bus instead of being able to take trains. And you know, I played the videos, um, it's it's real, it's going on, and they're trying to bring in here. And this is what Hong Kong part of what they're trying to to protest against the the big thing is is china having the ability to extradite anybody they deem is not um whatever they deem is is uh somebody that needs to be brought to china so that they can uh, brainwash them and probably disappear them into the system and so that's why a lot of these protests in hong kong are going on right now they're trying to bring it here and they are bringing it here it's incrementalism and again this is all being done under trump's watch now i got a report here uh that uh, i've been working on for the last couple of days to put together so i'm gonna read some of this stuff and because I, I don't want to screw up the way these these quotes are or the way that this timeline goes so early in july the fbi posted a solicitation notice for a quote social media alert subscription. Now this social media alerting subscription would require the services of a company to proactively identify and reactively monitor threats to the United States and its interests through means of online sources. Now, yeah, some people would say, yeah, it sounds pretty good. You're just going to want to listen to the rest of this though. This specific request from the FBI singles out Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms for snooping. So this was July, so they're already in your stuff. They have been anyway in certain programs, uh, but this is specific for red flag stuff. In essence, the FBI is asking some technology companies to come forward and build a tool that can comb through, quote, lawfully accessed social media posts and pinpoint possible threats ahead of time. Ooh, minority report stuff. We saw the bill that I already talked about. It's called the TAPS Act. Watch that video floating above my head. Now the FBI is looking to create a uh, an online tool that will scour all of your posts and let them know if you could be somebody they need to come lock up for something that you posted, yep. even though it could have been a meme. Now it's and it's already like that in China. You you post anything out of line, and you're you may be in jail you're going to have the the thought police well it's the same way in europe you, you post anything against the muslims raping all the white women you say anything against that well you've got instead of them actually trying to police the muslims and trying to beat them back and and get them out of the country no 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 they come to your front door and you know threaten you with jail time or only god knows what else so they're 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 actively seeking trying to bring this to america as soon as possible as soon as they can get this show on the road 
popular thing because the sheep don't know any better and the politicians say this is an easy way for us to take people off the street who shouldn't have firearms. They could be a risk to themselves or others. Not to mention that it violates so many of our constitutional rights. In fact, I'll have another video coming in a, probably tomorrow about exactly how the red flag violates our Bill of Rights. Um, but this is going to exasperate the red flag ideas here within the federal government. We already know that uh, we have politicians pandering for them uh, both on, on both sides of the aisle. Okay, and this is only going to push those efforts. So a positive identification with this tool the FBI probably is already using uh, would allow law enforcement to target and even disenfranchise social media owners whose posts may have been merely in misinterpreted. What does that mean? Uh, so say for instance gun channels, myself and others. We post pictures, uh, we pass out news, which would probably be alerted in this system because it's a picture of a gun. Uh, so those people who are simply posting pictures of firearms or memes or who are patriotic or who believe in fighting for the Constitution and for America could be red flagged based off of a meme or a social media post. Now, I will say that the FBI's proposed red flag tool or whatever they're going to call this thing, uh, it says that it's not going to seek access to private messages or other hidden data. Yeah, okay. Uh, but rather it would scrape uh, all sources of your public posts. Now on the flip, the social media companies are pissed off. The reason being is many, if not all, because I didn't sit down and read all of their you know, data and, and rules and regulations and stuff like that, but many of them have explicit bans on building these type of tools to uh, farm data or farm intelligence off of their platforms. And like I said, other agencies already do this type of thing, Department of Homeland Security. If you apply for a visa here in the U.S., then they automatically start searching your Facebook, uh, your Twitter, and stuff like that to see basically what type of person you are. And it's not just here. Uh, Germany has a tool that's similar, as does the European Union. Now, the FBI has said that this system will, quote, ensure that all privacy and civil liberties compliance requirements are met, end quote all while trying to scour everything you post to red flag you, which violates your constitutional rights. Hmm. Hmm. How's that work? Now, while we might not hear about it, I guarantee there are going to be a lot of false positives and errors here with this system. Because, like I said, you post a meme that shows uh, Mel Gibson, you know, charging forward from the Patriot. And they could say, well, this guy looks like he's going he's gonna to do something. He's charging people you know, to war, char you know, for the resistance. And they could red flag you because you put up a meme. What has this country become? And to further lead credence to this uh, false positive thing that I just said, uh, Twitter, there was, an there was a study not too long ago on Twitter's algorithm. And they could only accurately gauge... Uh, the user's political stance based on their posts about one-third of the time. So if Twitter's algorithm, and I, Twitter probably is better at this than our, our government, <laughs> and that's not saying much, but if Twitter can get, only get it right about 33% of the time, you know the government's going to be worse. So that means there's going to be significant chances that somebody is going to lose their constitutional rights without due process uh, because of a social media post that the government is farming. That sounds totally, 
totally cool, right? We should definitely allow that to happen. Absolutely. And the worst thing is, is that the country right now is salivating for red flags. The, you know, they're trying to force them in in every state. They're trying to force it in at the federal level. They're trying to uh, bait and switch in certain bills. We'll give you money. You give us a red flag. Uh, they're they're laws that are already on the books, they just need to be enforced. Believe me when I tell you that. The laws that do the same things are already on the books, and they don't violate due process. That's what's going on with the FBI right now. I hope... Uh... So we have that. Uh, they're, uh, and, and Trump's, like we were saying, Trump, uh, if there's any way he can do it, he's going to sign these into law. He's not against this, this stuff. He's not. He's on the spear tip of it. Uh, only unless I believe there's enough prayer and there's enough pushback from the patriot community will these not go through. So, going further, I'm going to sh shift gears here. Pilot exposes covert chemtrail operations. <clears throat> Without looking very long, we found the following whistleblower testimony about the government's secret chemtrail operation. Operation Indigo Skyfold on at least a dozen alternative websites between 2014 and 2016 apparently a mainstream media will not touch it well of course not they're never going to touch it from what we've pieced together from various introductions to actual testimony the indigo pilot protected his identity by funneling his testimony testimony through a trusted intermediary while we cannot vouch for the pilot's testimony nor the man who seems to have first received it the information is worth consideration well i'll say this this lines up with any with every other anonymous whistleblower i've ever heard give any kind of testimony about the chemtrail programs this is pretty much reiterating the other ones i've seen um, here it is according to edward morgan who included it in an article for the prepare for change website we've added photos and bold facing uh this is the interview first of all i would like to say i do not agree with my mission's assignments now this is a chemtrail pilot talking but what soldier ever truly does? Several of us have considered bucking the ranks and going AWOL from time to time. We are kept in the dark when it comes to getting honest answers about what we are really spraying. Should they discover that, that we or our families are actively inquiring about the so-called chemtrail, chemtrails term, then automatic and swift disciplinary action would be taken. I really don't care what his excuse is. To me, whatever. You know, you're spraying us like cockroaches. You're doing it by design, you know, get out. There's no excuse for this. I, I'm sorry, there's none. I, I can't ever envision myself being up in a, in a thing. I'm just following orders, ma'am. You know, sorry, that's not going to cut it when you stand before God. That's my two cents on it. But anyway, um, he's saying automatic swift disciplinary action will be taken. HARP and radar are two other non-allowed research subjects, meaning you can't ask about HARP and radar and I'm, I'm assuming he means the doppler nexrad ultrasound um radiation that they're that they're um the, the weather communities are using to ramp up the storms and to saturate us with more radiation unless our children are learning about these in base schools we cannot educate ourselves or our children through any public education system I would not intentionally spray my children or family with toxic aerosols, but perhaps 80% of the pilots do um, do not have any children or family. What do you mean? You are intentionally spraying your children and family with toxic aerosols. So 
you're saying you you wouldn't but yet you are so I, i'm just there's no way i'm letting any chemtrail pilot off the hook i'm sorry i just you know sorry indigo pilots are chosen from the top ranks within the air force navy and coast guard the indigo pilots evidently are the chemtrail pilots most of these pilots are hardened to humanity and could care less of killing off unwanted or leeching aspects of America and the world. I, I wonder how many of them are actually what we would term as hubrids, meaning they're not even fully human. I've got into this in a lot of the, the other teachings that I've done on the whole alien agenda, and that wouldn't surprise me a bit. I swear to you, the majority of pilots are like machines. I call them tanker terminators. I should not be telling you this, but nearly one-third of all flights are being orchestrated from small, unnamed islands where newly constructed bases are being built at a rate of eight per year. On these extremely remote islands, there are harp arrays and every possible design with many arrays surrounding these islands within the depths of the ocean itself. The Navy has developed sophisticated underwater construction technology that allows fully autonomous robot submersibles to travel great distances and even manufacture parts for these massive underwater arrays as they progress across the open sea floor. So they've got harp arrays under the sea floor. Uh, every time that you see or hear about military exercises at sea, they're basically there to give support and resupply their army of underwater robotic minions. There is possibly one aquatic robot per plane, and that will soon double. You will never ever be able to see this on Google Earth or any of this other than an occasional air and blurring some island bases. These island bases are off the coast, like the east coast and the west coast and this stuff, for the most part, I think, is what he's in reference to. Uh, or smudged images of underwater arrays. It is impossible to locate all these advanced technological devices. They even paint fake clouds over some of our installations to keep away prying eyes. And um, They're showing, if you want to see some pictures of how they do this on like Google Earth, they're they give they give pictures here okay and um i put them in the pdf um, these are amorphic blue shapes over tiny islands northwest of hawaii could be the government google earth efforts to hide secret act uh, active secret facilities it's interesting that when we keep clicking on the blocked area over midway island midways you know the battle of midway in world war ii a famous world war ii military base a static emo image appeared and again i give you the um what you're going to see if you try to go up there and look at this it's kind of hard to describe over air but you can look at the the pdf if you like i have been shown some of these images by civilian friends that is the reason i know this i've i completely understand your concern for human safety and here's the kicker we are shown videos in our training of catastrophic destruction to our homeland by very sophisticated weapons then told that these will be the consequences if we don't fly oh so in other words, unless they spray us like cockroaches every single day, we're going to all be nuked or whatever. Or we're going to have these advanced weapons. So they're just, they're just brainwashing the pilots, evidently. Our efforts in building a defensive atmospheric weapon shield are the only missions of its kind in the world. That's what they're told. It's not bad. But we are paid more than any other pilot for our service. Oh, hey, the love of money is the root of all evil. Other than Air Force One pilots who make much more. They tell us that secrecy is our protection and not to listen to any public rhetoric. Of course not. We all know about the cyber program Flashpoint, also called FP-03 as it's known, within the veteran community. This program is a self-destruct sequence that can be remotely activated from any ground, water surface, or underwater base, as well as any other air mobile unit. The signal is encrypted through the 
through three satellites and cannot be jammed or blocked. At any given moment, you could have only 15 seconds to make your peace with, with your God. They tell us that the FP exists on these chemtrail planes to keep the planes from accidentally going down in heavily populated areas. Meaning they can, they can detonate your plane as a chemtrail plane anytime they want. Okay, that's this FP 0-3 or Flashpoint cyber program. They can remotely detonate our planes over safe zones, but in the back of your minds and our minds, we're pretty sure that this is a fail-safe program to keep pilots from turning over the chemtrail planes to any public, private, or civilian authorities. Because let's face it, once you get up there, theoretically, if this didn't exist, this FP-3-03, well, then you, if you, I don't know, let's say um, you had a visitation from God one night and God said, you know, you're doing wickedness, you're spraying people like cockroaches, you need to, next time you go up in the plane, you need to actively try to fly into a uh, airport or whatever and turn this plane in as evidence of crimes against humanity while they're going to detonate it before you can make that. Now, God could intervene, but I'm just saying, that's what they're, they're, uh, they're being told here. So he goes on to say, have you ever seen any member of the crew survive the few crashes that have occurred? Meaning of chemtrails. I'm not aware of any crashes, but I'm sure they've had to have taken place as many flights as they've had. Every plane that has gone down was completely destroyed. For good reason, I'm sure. We risk our lives in more ways than one every single time we fly, especially during night flights. You know, please, dude, I really, I really don't you're not going to get any sympathy from me. You're risking your lives to spray us like cockroaches. Please spare me. But then he says, they're ordering us to fly at lower and lower altitudes. And that way they'll they'll get the all the barium and the ethylene dibromide and the, and the, the aluminum and all the nanoparticles. That they'll get into our systems and into our lungs and into, into our children and into our animals and pets and into the land and into the water better the lower they fly. I believe that's probably why they're doing it. Kill us off quicker. Uh, we feel like a massive dark force empire of crop dusters. Well, that's what they are. And know that one night Bubba or Billy Joel, Billy Joel, okay, uh, will fire their long rifles at us when we spray their moonshine making operation or pass over an illegal Mary Jane crop. I know for a fact that some planes have been shot at and subsequently brought down by mostly Russian, Chinese, and Korean weaponry. But the media will never cover these events as they are not allowed to report on any flights either. That must be true for I have yet to see a detailed or lengthy report of our missions on any public venue other than conspiracy, uh, conspiracy shows in any government websites. I risk everything for disclosing how much information for disclosing this information and you will find very few like me even my own flight crew would have me arrested and court-martialed if they knew this dialogue was taking place that is why i cannot email you directly from what your cousin tells me you are also risking everything just to get this information out to you your your colleagues uh, i salute you sir for standing up to the establishment and big brother i would love to go home tomorrow and not rack up one more single minute of flight time except for a sweet little piper cub or a rat tail barn racer I miss those beautiful blue skies of my youth. I am ashamed for hazing over that dream. Well, you should be. More importantly, maybe those my fellow pilots will read or hear about this and decide to come forward as well. I only know a small fraction of the larger picture as they compartmentalize everything. Should I become aware of any new significant developments, I will email your cousin. 
the man I have contact with says he senses a wavering within the ranks and that a kind of mutiny is beginning to boil to the surface of this whole geoengineering global whitewashing, if you catch my drift. Again, I would add this to your prayers, the, the chemtrailing program. I think it's in the prayer list I have, but for the pilots, that you know, the fear of God be on them. If God has to hang them collectively out over hell, those that can be saved would be saved and that they would break ranks and that, you know, the truth would come out and that, you know, that type of prayer. Um, the editor's footnote, we have posted a number of articles about chemtrails. If you wish to learn more about them, type in the word chemtrails on our website bar. I'll give you a link to that website there. So we have that. Next report, um, this is a clip from Ted and Austin's show for August 8th, how the Luciferian controllers erase history, how the Civil War has been rewritten into a ball of lies, Abraham Lincoln was wicked, just if you don't know, he was, benefit of flu shots during pregnancy, disproven again, and who controls us, so let's go ahead and roll this. But I've got a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about today. I've got about a bunch of really cool stories I want to cover with you. So uh, it's going to be one of those interesting shows. I want to start off with an article by Paul Craig Roberts. And I, and I like Paul Craig. I was going to get him on the show here a few weeks ago, but the guy's schedule is crazy. And here's what his article says. Erasing history, diplomacy, truth, and life on earth. Now, I'm going to read this to you because this is really important for the first couple of paragraphs. And you can read the rest of it. It's on his website. It says, basically, one of the reasons that countries fail is that the collective memory is continually destroyed as older generations pass away and we are replaced by new ones who are disconnected from what came before them. That's one of the reasons, and I'm going to block your stop for a second, that's one of the reasons that with Austin, I made sure he spent a lot of time with my mom, who was born in 1916, who went through the entire rise and fall of the Third Reich in Germany. So you could talk to her about it and understand what the culture was like from her perspective. In addition to that, we have a lot of people who don't realize. Now, for those that don't know, Austin, which is his co-host, is his son. And that's who he's in reference to there. Your grandparents are a, pl a plethora of knowledge. And you need to be using that yeah. information from them Amen. and be promoting it to the grandchildren. Now, the Paul Craig Roberts goes on to say, Initially, the disconnect was handled by history and by discussions around family tables. In other words, it was basically passed from family to family at nighttime discussions. You know, Grandpa used to do this, that kind of stuff. For example, when I was a kid, this is Paul Craig Roberts, there were still grandparents whose fathers had fought for the Civil War in the Confederacy. They had no slaves and owned no plantations. They fought because their land was invaded by Lincoln's armies. Right. Today, if Southern families still know the facts, they would protect their children by not telling them. Can you imagine what would happen to a child in a public school that took this position? Frustrated by They the wanted to secede, the South did, and the North said, no, you can't. You can't do that. What right did the North have to say to the South, and they say it's all about slavery, it's not about slavery. Most of the people that fought in the Confederate War didn't even have slaves. Abraham Lincoln had slaves. I mean, a lot of people in the North did. It wasn't about slavery. It was about their right to secede, which they had every right to do that. But the North said, no, no, you can't do that. So, you know, the, the pillaging that took place, particularly through Sherman and through Abraham Lincoln's policies, was just unbelievable inability of the Union Army to defeat the Northern Army of Aggression led by 
West Point graduate Robert E. Lee, Lincoln resorted to using war criminals, General Sherman and Sheridan, operating under the drunken General Grant. They were the first modern war criminals who conducted war against civilian women and children, burning farms, killing women, killing children, raping women, taking everything. Nowhere did the South ever go into the North and do what the North did to the South. The only time they even went in there was Gettysburg. And from a, from a, they just lost Stonewall Jackson, okay, who was their greatest general. And I believe it was Robert E. Lee, and kind of made a foolish decision, if you ask me, to go into Northern Territory, into Pennsylvania, Gettysburg. And I think they were out of line from a biblical standpoint. Although they didn't go up there and commit war crimes, I think they were someplace that they shouldn't have been, and that's a big reason they lost Gettysburg, and that was a big turning point in the war. Up until that point, the South had been doing remarkably well, you know, despite not having near the resources the North did. But Gettysburg, it seems like when they lost Stonewall Jackson and they went into Gettysburg after that, that seemed to be, as far as my study on the Civil War, the, the turning point where the North got the advantage and they continued it and they committed all these incredibly horrific war crimes that are just swept under the rug to this day their homes and their food supply lincoln was so out of step with common morality that he had to arrest and detain 300 northern newspaper editors and exile a u.s congress congressman in order to conduct his war for empire against the southern so no freedom of the press lincoln shut that down totally because he was a total devil Today, this history is largely erased. The court historians buried the truth with the fable that Lincoln went to war to free the slaves, right. which is a complete and total stupid lie. Exactly. I added that. The ignorant nonsense today is the official history of the Civil War, which will most certainly was not a civil war. It was, the war. it was a war of northern aggression is what it was. A civil war is when two sides fight for control of the government. The Confederacy was a new country consisting of those states that succeeded. Most certainly the Confederate soldiers were no more fighting for the control over the government in Washington than they were fighting to protect the investment of plantation owners. Memory is lost when historical facts are cast down the memory hole. So what does this have to do with the lesson for today? More than history can be erased by the passage of time. Culture can be erased. Morality can be erased. Common sense can disappear with the diplomacy that depends on it. Now, this is why I want to share all of this stuff with you today. If you want to read the rest of this, you can. But he's got one more paragraph I just looked at. I want to read this, too. The younger generation, which experiences threats, shouted all around it at Confederate war memorials and street names. Now, think about that. Because they didn't want us having any more war memorials for the Confederate war. So I'm going to read it again. The younger generation, which experiences threats, shouted all around it at Confederate war memorials and street names. Atlanta has just struck historic Confederate Avenue out of existence and replaced it with United Avenue at white males who, if they are, if white males heterosexual, they have been redefined by identity politics as a rapist, as a racist, as a misogynist, as distinguished scientists who state factually that there are innate differences between a male and a female and so on, might think that it is natural for high officials in the U.S. government to issue never any stream of war threats to Russia, China, Iran, and Venezuela. So read the rest of this if you want to read it. It is an excellent article, and it's one of the reasons that I have pushed my family, my grandparents, I mean, just this past weekend, Austin went to visit his grandfather over in Vero Beach, 
he was like 85, 86 years old and brought his grandkids over so they could continue the family unity with that. It's so important that we all realize that this is what okay, we're... So let's just read you because I want to kind of go into this a little bit. History books often declare that President Abraham Lincoln saw the Civil War as an opportunity to bring about justice and free millions of black slaves in the South. Yet this is hardly the case. In March of 1861, Lincoln rendered the following words, quote, the wars waged by the government of the United States, not in the spirit of conquest or subjugation, even though that's what he did, nor for the purpose of overflowing, overthrowing or interfering with the rights or institutions of the states, but to defend and protect the union, the union of the states. That's, that's the reason that this war was fought, because they were trying to deny their right to secede from the union, okay? Uh, Lincoln did eventually advocate emancipation. However, he did so to preserve the Union and not to render a moral decision. He once wrote, quote, My paramount ob object in this struggle is to save the Union and is not either to save or destroy slavery. He didn't really care about slavery. He had slaves. He made all kind of derogatory remarks about slaves. It was, this is a facade that we've been told about. It was all freeing the slaves and all this other stuff. That was not why they did what they did. Okay, here's here's a great example of, of the great emancipator. Um, Robert Morgan, a writer for the Institute for Historical Record, confirmed that on August 14th, 1862, Abraham Lincoln invited free black ministers to the White House to have a conversation. Lincoln did not hesitate to convince them of their inferiority when he candidly said the following, quote, You and we are different races. We have a between us a broader difference than exists between almost any other two races. Whether it is right or wrong, I need not discuss. But this physical difference is a great disadvantage to both of us. As I think your race suffers very greatly, many of them, by living among us, meaning among the whites, while ours suffers from your presence. In a word, we suffer on each side. If this is admitted, it affords a reason at least why we should be separated. Another quote. Um, in his 1858 debate with Senator Stephen Douglas, Lincoln maintained, inasmuch as they, can, as they cannot so live, and I believe he's in reference to the black races, while they do remain together, there must be the position of superior and inferior. As I as much as any other man am in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race. Okay, the great emancipator. Uh, Lincoln was no supporter of racial equality. In fact, while debating Douglas in 1858, Lincoln declared the following, quote, I will say then that I am not, nor have ever been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. And this one, this one's great. Well, while previous quotes prove that politically Lincoln was not firmly insisted on freeing the slaves of the South, his following quote reveals that he personally did not want to. He didn't want to free the slaves, okay? He had slaves. He said, quote, I have no purpose directly or indirectly to interfere with the institution of slavery in the states where it exists. I believe I have no lawful right to do so and I have no inclination to do so. Okay, and, and I'm just going to say this other last thing that um, we... There's just volumes of information about here that the war was fought in order to preserve the Union, okay? And even Congress resolved to that purpose in 1861 
and they said the purpose of the war was not to interfere with the rights or the established institutions of those states which would have been slavery in one aspect but to preserve the union with the rights of the several states unimpaired so that wasn't even the, the even remotely the focus it's just what it morphed into to paint the north as some moral how they had this moral high ground you know when when the history books were were rewritten okay another factor that motivated war was the republican party's lust uh which with a few brief exceptions and has retained to the present day well republican and democrat both please give me a break on that to tax and spend the north waged war against the south in order to regain the federal tax revenue that would be lost if the southern states seceded peacefully the republicans were then um, a party of big government well so is the democrats i mean please in lincoln's time the republicans championed a high protectionist tariff they used the proceeds which were laundered through roads canals railroads etc to disperse lavish lavish corporate welfare to their backers to the republicans the fact that tariffs corporate welfare and the like favored an anointed few whose residences factories etc were overwhelmingly in the north and punished a benighted many southerners um was inconsequential what was essential however was the consumers southern as well as northern subsidized republican wealthy backers that were mostly in the north southerners unwilling unwillingness to subjugate themselves to republicans ultimately drove them to secede that's that's the real reason okay so let's go back to this report i mean i could do a whole study i have mentioned this before uh in several studies uh we did one on the confederate war flag and um you know those types of things just key in confederate and you'll find the studies i've done on the subject supposed to do and if we don't do that what ends up happening is we get into a situation where we are mind controlled as if through tavistock now here's another article i want to read to you guys this is another really good article and it's called Terror as Elite Mind-Controlled Tavistock Institute's War on the Mind. Now, there's, here, here's what he starts off at. Kurt Lewin, Lewin, 1890-1947, was a Jewish psychologist, and I'm pretty sure he was also a Sabbatean Kabbalist, who pioneered the Tavistock Institute. This is where they took the people that were shell-shocked in World War One, and they basically reprogrammed them because they had a blank slate. This is the Illuminati Center for Brainwashing. He advocated the use of terror to induce a massive state, a passive state, in the public. They want to make you passive. It is more effective, here's what they believe, to manage society by mind control than by physical coercion. The effects of 9-11 and the war on terror mostly are exercises in mass brainwashing. Brainwashing. German psychiatrist Kurt Lewin developed the thinking behind 9-11 in the book Mind Control, World Control, 1997 by Jim Keith, who writes, Lewin is credited with much of the original Tavistock research information the brainwashing applying the results of repeated trauma and torture of individuals in mind control of society at large. If terror can be introduced and induced on a widespread basis into a society, Lewin has stated that society reverts to a tabula rasa, a blank state, a situation where control can easily be instituted from an external point. This is exactly what happened with 9-11. 9-11 shocked the population so bad, we got the Patriot Act, National Defense yep. Authorization Act, and air, a war. That's why I had to ride a war in Iraq, a, a war in Afghanistan, all of this stuff, because we were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Come protect us. That's how they were able to get away with that. Put another way, by the creation of controlled chaos, the populace can be brought to the point where it unwilling that excuse me that it willingly submits to greater control. 
Leeward maintained that society must be driven into a state equivalent to an early childhood, early childhood situation. He termed this societal chaos fluidity. Elite planners designed 9-11 for its shock value in the aftermath. They were deposed a security crackdown, costing military buildup of Afghanistan and Iraq on a stunned population. Key cites Tavistock researcher Dr. Sargent, William Sargent, author of Battle for the Mind, A Physiology of Conversion and Brainwashing, 1957. Various types of beliefs can be implanted after brain function has been sufficiently disturbed by deliberately inducing fear, anger, or incitement. Guys, they're controlling you through the doggone media. That's what he's saying right here. The blueprint was laid out long before September the the official story of the tragedy doesn't bear, doesn't bear any scrutiny. Future shock. Most politicals and cultural events were contrived by the elite for their physiological effect. Now listen to what he says here. This is excellent. John F. Kennedy could have been disposed of in a more humane way. He had many health problems. He could have been given a drug and put to sleep and just died in his sleep. Instead, for its shock value, they shot him down. In more Sal's words, like a dog in the street for the shock value effect. The Kennedy assassination was a British intelligence, i.e. Tavistock mm-hmm. hit, and its purpose was to shock the American consciousness into a near comatose state for reprogramming the standard Tavistock apparande. The same can be said for the shooting of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy. All of this stuff was to basically force people to tune on, tune in, drop out, says CIA-funded Pied Piper Timothy O'Leary, who pushed LSD to the entire population. Many young people became deadheads after Jerry Garcia's Grateful Dead, Keith writes, that an FBI memo from 1968 mentions the employment of the Grateful Dead. Okay, the FBI hired the Grateful Dead as an avenue to channel youth dissent and rebellion into more benign and non-threatening directions. They performed a vital service in distracting many young persons into drugs and mysticism rather than into politics. Keith goes on in the document, CIA connections, CIA connections to the creation of mind control cults used to create controlled chaos. These include the Symbionese Liberation Army, Jim Jones, and by the way, Jim Jones down there in Ghana in South America, they were using drugs to control the people's minds, and they were testing the drugs. It was a giant beta test that got busted. It was a CIA operation with Jim Jones. Also, Charles Manson, that he says Scientology, the unification of the church, the son of Sam, Heaven's Gate, and he said the John Lennon assassination also ties in. Then he brings in Princess Diana. By the way, Princess Diana was killed in that tunnel, which was which would have been a place of druidic worship for centuries before it had been built up, right in the area of the high priestess where they used to sacrifice human beings. Princess Diana was sacrificed, according to David Icke. Now I know David Icke's not a Christian. I don't want to get any letters on this. But about 90% of what he talks about is correct. If you ever watch anything, anything David Icke says or read anything he says, always make sure you remember he is not a Christian. Ignore the anti-Christian rhetoric. It's very important. Yeah. Okay. He also talked about Columbine, the blowing of the levees in New Orleans with Katrina, the burning of black churches, the bird flu scare, Sandy Hook, Nice, Paris, London, Toronto. The instance of false flag terror is all about reprogramming the mind. This is what's going on right now. This is who runs the country. This is basically a grip on mankind of a satanic force, and it's being sunk into a into, into a into into a coma. Our leaders work for an occult cabal of super rich perverts and criminals who secretly plot the end of Western civilization and world tyranny. They see us as animals to be trained or culled. 
Now, this is the Sabbatean, Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan way, which ties right back together with the Illuminati. Listen to my show three or four weeks ago on a Friday. If you want full historical documentation using scriptures going all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, it was on a Friday. I forgot the day. Listen to that show, which ties this all back together with what they're doing. And I okay, so he, he covered just a lot of really interesting points there. Um, I like a lot of the times the way that their, their shows flow because they're getting into a lot of rapid fire things that kind of, you know, relate to a, a lot of the current events that we're dealing with right now. And some of it, like the Civil War, you can start to, you know, you can see, you know, how things have, have progressed since that point. Uh, next report is entitled Nuclear Missiles Hidden Right in Front of Us. <clears throat> and again, I'm just throwing this in here just so you're aware of it. Mobile nuclear missiles, which can be launched from nearly anywhere, are hidden in ordinary-looking cargo containers commonly seen on ships, trains, and trucks. But they're not ordinary. Each cargo container holds up to four missiles, which can be loaded with any one of four weapons, biological, chemical, EMP, or nuclear, plus a launch system to send the missiles toward the intended target. Officially, the weaponized cargo containers are known as the Club K Container, but often it is called Pandora's Box. It is the creation of Russian weapons manufacturing company Robosoboron Export, which sells its creation to many countries. Now they're showing, if you want to see pictures of what these things look like, they're showing like a picture of a container ship where the one of the containers actually folds up and it's actually a missile launcher. And then there's one where containers on a train, and again, it comes up, and there's the missiles. There's one where it's a semi driving around, and it comes up, and it's it's a container with missiles in it. So, sadly, the Committee of Foreign Investment in the United States, or CFIUS, appears to be either broken or corrupt, because the Club K can get into Port Canaveral, Florida, due to a 35-year lease agreement with Gulf Tainer, a United Arab Emirates company. So I think the point they're trying to make there is that they can bring these things into the country and they have a way to do it. So uh, God is in control. God is in control. But it is, it's just kind of good to be aware that, you know, literally a semi-truck driving around the country could actually contain missiles. It's just a, but they're, they're hidden in plain sight. Uh, you could have trains with containers on. You could have cargo ships with containers. And that, that could be a missile launching platform. And it may not necessarily be a nuke, but it could be a biological weapon or a chemical or something of that nature as well. Okay, let's go further here. Um, this is an um, uh, interesting clip here from a listener. He sent me this. It's called Dumbs, Deep Underground Military Bases, Chimera's, and MK Ultra and the possible giant hybrid Muslim in Canada. And the longtime listener, he says, here's some of the crucial information regarding the information suppressed by the top globalists. Chimeras, which are hybrid genetic creations, are being released into the woods in certain areas in America and elsewhere, I would imagine. It also explains part of the missing hikers, hunters, campers, and local wildlife. Well, if you think about it, if they want to ultimately bring us into this new world order and they, and they have all of these um, areas that are going to be designated for living, well, one of the incentives, ways they could incentivize that from a, in a very negative way is to fill the woods full of, you know, these types of 
cryptozoological chimera type creatures that would police the woods and make sure that you know no man goes into them now granted god is bigger than all that but you know it is something to think about the same lady mentioned her friend now we're going to listen to an interview where where this lady talks about this the same lady mentioned her friend said she encountered a hybrid isis member in canada and you know the canadian government loves to import muslims to wage evil so i'm going to go ahead and play uh two different clips from this particular it's it's a very long um interview but i'm just going to take play two of the more pertinent parts of the interview on the same day one of those visions that he was given was thousands and thousands of chimeras of varying kinds lined up against the fence trying to get to my sweetheart when she's i can't stand in this interview she says her sweetheart that's her her husband i don't know why she insists on referring to him in that particular way but uh, i think she's trying to protect his identity um when she said there were thousands of these chimeras they lived a little bit of the backstory they lived way way out in this i think in this uh national forest they were actually able to buy some land or something within this national forest it was incredibly remote incredibly hard to get to and uh and incredibly infested with these cryptozoological creatures that seem to be roaming all over the place and they were christians of course they're more of the hebrew roots ilk from what i can gather um i'm not 100 percent sure about their theology but it seems a little bit um hebrew roots to me from what i could gather and they were saying that you know they god had afforded them protection from these creatures but they they did they did suffer quite a bit at the same time um regarding what was going on around them and this is what she's getting into here I believe this is in Arizona or a very, very remote spot of Arizona. I think where where they're at. They were unable to resist the unresistible force of the Holy Spirit. So we know that as long as we are on that land, those chimeras can't touch us, but they have come literally to the fence. So... He has also seen two other chimeras during this period of time. Once when he was driving back to the house to see me, one of them ran in the road in front of him. The back portion of it was an elk with a typical white butt. At midsection, it became a deer, very easily identifiable as a deer with a deer rack, and it ran faster than any animal on the mountain, faster than a deer or an elk, and was out of sight before sweetheart could even take stop the truck and look at it he was stunned this was not a natural animal this was something created another time he was leaving the mountain and a flock of wild turkeys crossed the dirt road in front of him and as you know turkeys move pretty doggone slowly and you can just stop and watch them you can even talk to them they just take their time so he got a really good look at one of the toms this Tom had a neck three feet long with the head of a snake. And it was fully accepted by the rest of the flock of turkeys. So it seems that the military... So what she's saying basically is they're creating these chimeras, these chimeras in, this, in a base that's very nearby. And they're releasing them. And they're seeing how they interact with the other wildlife. They're... Um, 
uh, I don't exactly know the goals of everything, but this would be much easier to pull off in a very remote part of the forest than it would obviously more near populated areas. Okay. Um, I believe this is like beta testing, their version of beta testing these types of things. It stopped harassing us for the time being. Are you still hearing that clicking? Uh, a little bit, but it's not as consistent. Every once in a while it comes in and then it goes out. Okay, that means the Holy Spirit's answering me. Um, so uh, the military appears to have stopped harassing us above land and the scratchers which are the black-eyed kids have not come back since the almighty living god dispatched them but we do so evidently she was being visited by like black-eyed kids the cryptozoological creatures sasquatch all these hybrids and and they were out in this remote stretch of the woods that that was on government land that had an underground base underneath it and I really believe that they were being um, probably beta tested on more than anything. Experience the planes and helos and the magnetic humming. And um, one day last year, Sweetheart was burning weeds. Oh, I almost forgot. He uh, probably last summer sometime, he, he had gone out about 7.30 in the morning and was standing out on the deck, which is 16 feet above the ground. And the view, the, the property is like paradise in the middle of the forest. It's the most god-awful, beautiful thing you ever did see. And so he was out there on the deck admiring the view, and he got this creepy, creepy feeling he was being watched. So he started looking through the trees. Now, mind you, he's 25 feet from the fence. Started looking through the trees, and there's a white Draco. Yes. watching him what people <laughs> a white draco <laughs> i went one time to try to go confront a white draco um if you key in my supernatural experiences in the keyword search box the northport devil which was a 25 foot white draco reptilian that was manifesting on this guy's property in northport florida and i'm talking manifesting where the thing was leaving hoof prints in the lawn and i went into all this in in there i mean he had a casting of the whole thing he brought me into his house and he showed it to me i mean i don't see how he faked the thing um it was uh yeah i don't want to get into that that whole experience but if you key in my supernatural experiences i'm pretty sure i get into that whole report it was a lot fresher in my mind back then but the 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 um the white-skinned Draco reptilians are, from what my understanding is, they are the highest, highest of the order. Of all, like, the evil cryptozoological creatures that you could encounter. They're, they're the baddest of the bad, from what I've heard. Um, or, they're, or at least they're up there in that realm. All the little tiny people, the little aliens with the big heads and the weird-looking eyes, that that is not an alien. Those are demons. No, they're not. They're, they have physical bodies, and they are demonic, sure. They are emanated and operated through evil spirits, but they are biological containers for 
like a devil. True. I'm not going to, but they're not, you just can't call them a demon because they've been killed before. They've been, you know, you can punch them, kick them, tear at them. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people have had firsthand accounts with them. You know, you look at Fire in the Sky, uh, Travis Walton's per, uh, depiction of the uh, probably one of the most accurate depictions of what it's like to actually be abducted and what they actually do to you on those ships and again i've done i've done i don't even know how many mega studies on the whole alien thing so if, if you're not familiar just key an alien agenda in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and i'll take you through the whole thing it, it, would, it would probably take you weeks though to get through all this the information i've done on that um and I want to do another dedicated mega alien study thing again, but I just, I don't have time with all the current events. So I'm trying to commingle a little bit of this information with my regular studies. Kind of spice it up a little bit too. Um, but um, what, what was I thinking about? I got off track there. The greys are biological containers for devils they're they're kind of like drones they're, they're more like the drones and they are made in in they're you know i'm sure that they're emanated and operated with some type of demonic entity evil entity that emanates and operates through them and from the research i've seen the thing like with the cattle mutilations and how you know they're totally sucked dry of blood and they're they're missing like their sexual organs and a, a lot of times that is what is actually being used to create the grays from from the research i've seen but you just can't say they're just totally demonic in there because if that's the case you couldn't kill them you couldn't they wouldn't have a physical body and they do the one world order wants you to think that they're friendly aliens from outer space but they're not they're from this they're from terra firma they are demons and they come and go from different dimensions those are called Dracos. They have wide... I'm not saying they don't have an interdimensional capacity, okay? Because a lot of people that get abducted, they say that they come right through the walls. But then again, when the people get abducted, they go right through the walls too. So it's some type of technology they're using to dephase us. Just like the whole thing with Star Trek, where, you know, you get beamed up to the, to the mothership or whatever. Well... It's some type of technology like that. They, they've they been telegraphing the technologies they possess in shows like Star Trek and other sci-fi shows for, for decades. So that's how that works. Gray, um, brownish, and I think green. I think there are four colors of Dracos. Anyway, he saw this thing on the fence, 25 feet from him. Scared the big jabers out of him. He ran in and hid in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> when he came out, it was gone. So here's another thing that we know the military is watching every damn thing we do. He was burning weeds in the yard a little more than a year ago, and it was it was sending black smoke. And it was the time of the year when fire people are not in their fire watch towers. So how would anybody in a million acres see this little grass burning weeds? But the military knew about it, and they sent an enormous black hawk without any markings, came out of the portal, and hovered right above my sweetheart. Just hovered there watching him. Exactly two hours later, which is how long it takes to get from the nearest forest station that's in charge of that part of the forest, exactly two hours later, 
um, a ranger came up to the fence, obviously to see what we were burning. He stepped out of his truck. But by this time, the fire is gone. He started to approach the fence. But when Sweetheart walked toward him, he ran back to the truck and left quickly. He has heard Sweetheart's reputation to fire weapons at trespassers. The military knows everything we do up there. So we know we're being watched. I know when they're tapping our phone conversations. And if they're doing that, they're also listening to us on the land. And if I'm speaking on the phone to a friend about these matters, they will tap and interfere. And I finally started yelling at them. And a young Marine black ops told me to yell at them, tell them that I know they're there and I know who they are. And so when I do that, they kind of back off or they slow down, but there's, they, they still make, they still do this. And the same young Marine black ops told me that one of the reasons why we don't see the chimeras in the daytime as often is because they're let out of the base through the portals at night to go grab elk and deer and anything else they can eat. And then when it's time to bring them back, they, they have a chip implanted in the brain. And the chip signals them come home. So, so during the last year that I was married, my ex-husband was a bragger. And if his, brags, if his bragging mood came up, it came up. During the last year we were married, he couldn't stand it anymore. And he had to tell me something that he wasn't supposed to tell me. And that was that he manufactures rubber seal that goes on the tunnel digging devices. Now, these devices can carve a tunnel 30 feet across or bigger. And they'll go a few feet at a time. They'll pull back. And with military lasers, they vaporize the dirt and the rock because they can't take it upstairs and tell people what this is. So they vaporize it just like if they were going in with a dust broom. They vaporize everything that they have cut away. And then they push the machine in and it cuts a few more feet. So he told me he had been in one underneath Lancaster, California, because he needed to talk to the engineers about this particular seal he was making. So I do have firsthand experience and firsthand knowledge that these things are real. Um, Wow. So anyway, as if that's not bad enough, I was talking to my friend in Dust, Prince George, British Columbia, Canada, about two days ago. And she was asking, when are you going to do this interview? And I told her, and she said, Carrie. And she was badly shaken. She said, Mike and I were grocery shopping this week. And she said, I looked up just in time to see two men coming down the aisle with one of those ISIS super giants. And she says, do you remember a few years ago when we saw photos of Christian men in orange jumpsuits with their hands tied behind their backs, marched along a beach, and then made to kneel, and then the ISIS soldiers behind them executed them, and some of those soldiers were just they weren't even human. They were too tall to be humans. And I said, oh, I remember that very, very well. And she said, well, these guys came down the aisle and they had one of them with him. Full beard. Very, very Arabic. And she said, 
he went by Mike and her with the other two men. And in her mind, she is thinking to herself, he's got to be one of those ISIS super soldiers that's not a human. Now, the video she was in reference to is that one famous video, and I forget exactly where it took place in the Middle East, but they had the, they were all Christians from what I was told, um, and um, they they marched them all out on that beach, and, and they were like just disproportionately larger than all the guys they were beheading. I, I the only thing I watched was the part where they were marching them out. I, I don't want to watch that stuff where they're beheading anyone. I don't want to see that. The Bible says I will set in a wicked thing before my eyes, and I just think it's wicked and evil. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't, I just can't take that. There's certain things I'm really, really good about, and there's certain things I just do not want to set my eyes on at all. And um, But those guys were, like, really gigantically disproportionate. That is what she's in reference to, that they've got these super soldiers within ISIS. I have talked about this in previous studies. Uh, where they've got these super soldiers that they they unleash in the theater of battle to you know for maximum carnage, and I think it's also beta testing to a certain extent. Even though he looks like a human, and a mosque was just recently built in uh, Saint George, and as you know, the Canadian government is bringing those people in by the millions, and she knew immediately what he was. Now. These things look human, but they're not human. And they are, the soul that's in them isn't a human soul, it's a demon. And they can smell human beings. You can't hide from them, they can smell us. And they can sense when you're paying too much attention to them. He whirled around, came back, and stood face to face with her, gazing down at her. And she is just under six feet tall. And she said he literally towered over her. He had to be more than seven feet tall. And he, she said he wasn't just big like a guy that works out in a gymnasium. She said he was massive muscles, not humanoid at all. And I asked her, what was the expression on his face? And she says, that was what was so scary. There was no human expression on his face just looking down at me with those evil dark eyes and staring at me she says it terrified me now, the thing is 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 you're, we're gonna have to get to a point where we really realize that the way that you deal with something like that is through the sword of the spirit it's by quoting scripture it's how jesus dealt with satan you know it's by you know applying the blood of jesus christ against these things it's it's invoking you know the sword of the spirit which is the word of god it's not my word like as a fire saith the lord and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces it's binding and binding devils and loosing good angels you know that's you know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty and, and really when you're dealing with something these non-human entities that that we're talking about that's the way you fight them because conventional warfare, I'm not saying they can't be killed, but um, I just believe that the way that God is going to use his remnant to battle these things is going to be different than 
the way that you would battle something from a conventional warfare standpoint. It's going to be a way where God gets the glory. If you shoot it with a 50 cal in the head, well, God's really not going to get a whole lot of glory from that. But if you have the faith to believe that God can vanquish this thing and deal with it and annihilate it, and God does so, well, God gets the glory. And and um, I just think it'd be great to get it on camera, is, is you know, on video would be the best. So that reminded me that in the last few months, I have seen news clips of one of the leaders of Syria. It, it's it's not it's not Assad, but it's one of his top authorities. And on two occasions, I saw him in a United Nations meeting screaming in rage that not only is the CIA in America making these humanoid super soldiers. Yeah, I reported on that exact Syrian uh, problem that they were complaining that, and again, I, uh, I don't... I'm not even sure how to tell you how to get back to that, but probably Syria. If you can't keep Syria and Super Soldier, you might be able to find it. Uh, that they were complaining to the, like I think to the United Nations that that America's letting these Super Soldiers run around on the Syrian Syrian soil and wreaking all kind of havoc and things like that. And and they were telling them, you know, get these get these things out of here. But. They are making some of them with Arabic DNA so that they fit in with the Arab people and that these CIA-manufactured humanoid super soldiers are mixed in with ISIS. And he was screaming this accusation in the United Nations against the USA. And I've seen enough to know it's true. It's true. Yeah. I saw a film of one of them kill a human being, sit on him, cut him open, take his liver out, eat it, and laugh. So, is there anything that you want to ask or comment? Yeah, I have lots of questions. I mean, this is one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard. And it's uh, it's something that has a little bit of everything in it. And it kind of can... if you. If you take your story and you start connecting dots with a lot of content that I cover on my show, my show is conspiracy, paranormal, uh, cryptozoology, like Bigfoot, Dogman, things like that. You have a little bit of everything in this this story that you just shared with us. And I I guess I would like to start out by asking you, um, do you ever wonder why you were even allowed to purchase the property you purchased that put you in that situation? Uh, Well, it's no big deal. The man who sold it had had it for 20 years. He had bought it from some hippies who had bought it before. And um, they built a tiny little pit in the back of the property, thinking that they would have a hidden house when they were there. Well, they came back one summer after the monsoons and it was full of water. So it's like, oh, this isn't what we want. So they sold it to Roy. And Roy, Roy is a, civil, a retired civil engineer, and he has, uh, he and Sweetheart have a mutual friend in the nearby village that 
is also um, ex-military. He was a super soldier. And he says there are things that are starting to come back to his memory that horrifies him. They trained him to be a super soldier. That's another story. Anyway, uh, basically what a super soldier is, if it's not the humanoid that they create, a super soldier is a real human being born of parents, and they take them as a six-year-old, and they turn them into a Jason Bourne. And their identity goes away, and they become a puppet. So all of the Jason Bourne movies are real. That is real. They have it perfected. Uh, okay, so it, this is a two-hour and 18-minute interview. So... If you want to listen to the whole thing, uh, you can do that. I give you the link there um, uh, in the uh, PDF for uh, August 26, 2019 at contendingfortruth.com. All right. Uh, I'm going to probably try to squeeze in one more part here, but I'm going to have to end this part, and we will go to uh, part three and finish out from there. So God bless you, and we will see you in part three.